Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. International News Review. And Steve, uh, lots going on in U.S. politics, of course, as there always is. This was a big week for the impeachment process. Take us through what happened with the vote in the House and the articles and what's going on later. Well, basically, you've got Donald Trump's about to become the third U.S. president ever to be impeached. The fourth to have articles of impeachment uh, brought against him for a vote in the uh, Judiciary Committee. And so the Judiciary Committee voted along party lines. No surprise. Every Democrat voted yes. Every Republican voted no. And now you'll have two articles of impeachment going to the floor of the House for a vote by the full Congress. It is on a Use of power. It's on obstruction of justice. And that will then lead to Donald Trump being the third president ever impeached. And that will happen next week. So that that will be voted on by the full House and uh, no apparent reason to believe that it wouldn't be passed based on the fact that the House is controlled by Democrats. But the Republicans have clearly said once it gets to the Senate, it's, you know, DOA. An interesting thing that happened this week with Mitch McConnell was that he said basically he's been in touch with the White House and the White House is, is con- orchestrating what the Senate response will be. This raised a lot of eyebrows on the left saying, wait a minute, co-equal branches here don't sound so equal at the moment. Sounds like, you know, the Senate's been co-opted by the White House. Should that be a concern for people or was this this kind of expected anyway? And anytime, for example, with Nixon or with Clinton, the Democrats or the Republicans are going to side with their guy anyway. Well, you could look at it one of two ways. You could say that it is concerning because you are supposed to have three co-equal branches of government that check and balance one another. And the Congress is supposed to put the check and and be a balance to the executive branch. Mm. And if the Congress through the Senate is working with the White House on the impeachment trial, it's not really being a check. Mm. And so you could look at it as concerning that way. You could look at it another way, which is impeachment is a political process. It is not a judicial process that is supposed to be impartial and that Mitch McConnell is just being political and that that is what impeachment is a political process. So you can look at it one of two ways. No surprise, the Republicans look at it one way and the Democrats look at it another way because Democrats and Republicans don't agree on anything, actually, other than China. They agree we need to be tough on China. Besides that, no surprise. Yeah. Now, going forward, uh, after the vote this week, which the Democrats had said for a while they had wanted to get done before Christmas, that looks like it will be done before Christmas, then what is the process for the Senate? Do they consider it right away or will they wait till the new year or do they have to uh, consider it in a certain amount of time. What 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 happens? Well, again, there's there's nothing that that has any specific deadlines. They're going to wait until the new year because they all want to go home, of course, to be with their families mm. over you know Christmas and 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 the New Year holiday. The question will be: Will it be a faster trial? Will it be a slower trial? Will they call lots of witnesses? Will they call no witnesses and and just have the House impeachment managers go on to the the floor and present their case? And then the defense counsel from the White House um, and whoever they choose uh, put forward why he should not be convicted and removed from office. And then it goes to the Senate for a vote. There's been, you know, President Trump has said, I want a full trial. I want to make this a spectacle. I want the whistle whistleblower called as a witness. I want Joe Biden called as a witness. I I want Hunter Biden called as a witness. Whereas others are counseling the president to say, 
get this over with as quickly as possible. Nothing good can come of this. And just let, let's get it out there. Let's get the vote. The, the Republicans have control of the Senate. No way two thirds are going to vote to remove the president. Yeah. Let's move on from that because we don't know what we don't know yet. We'll just have to wait and see how that one plays out this week and next week. Uh, But let's talk about the Democratic debate that's coming up. When is it actually going to happen? So the debate's December 19th if, although there's a, a, a chance now that it could get delayed a bit because of labor union issues. The, oh. There's not contracts for, for certain labor unions <laughs> at the venue, and the Democratic uh, <sighs> candidates said, we are not going to cross a picket line uh, to debate. So let's presume that gets worked out and we have, have our debate. The yeah. debate, who is on stage, is based on, you know, very, you know, arbitrary but set rules that go to, to polling um, and go to donations, and only seven candidates uh, have uh, qualified for the debate. None of the African-American candidates um, have qualified for debate. Andrew Yang's the only you know candidate of color of the seven who qualified. So there's issues as to why it's not more open. Mm. And part of the reason Kamala Harris might have dropped out was because she didn't qualify. Cory Booker, a senator from New Jersey, African-American. But it's based on qualify. the money they've raised, right? It's money they raised in polling, and it's polling in certain states. And so, you know, if a poll hasn't been taken <clears throat> in Iowa or New Hampshire in a certain period of time, that gave no chance for Cory Booker to build up a new poll to show his to show his his qualifications. So the Democrats are shaping up that we're going to have one of the you know, more moderate candidates to be the likely nominee. Mm. Will that make the debate sort of illegitimate in people's eyes, especially when this will be a year when the sort of the small percentage of uh, non-traditional voters will be so important? And then the fact that that really we won't have any, like you say, people of color or minorities other than Andrew Yang, will that taint this interview in some or this uh, this uh, debate in some way? Well, you are correct. It's more of an interview than a <laughs> well, debate. Yeah. You're right. And <laughs> Freudian, it's, Freudian slip. Right. And it's on December 19th. So other than like political geeks like you and I, there's not going to be a lot of people watching yeah. a Democratic debate, which is now what, the fourth or fifth or sixth, yeah. you know, already. So I don't think it makes that big a difference. What What is making the difference is that, you know, Joe Biden's been able to, to solidify his lead. The Democrats have not said we are going to go with somebody who's more like us in terms of progressive policies. We our top goal is to beat Trump. And so it's it's Biden's to lose. And doesn't matter if, if, if Booker or others are on that stage yet. It's really can Joe Biden continue his his march or is somebody like Pete Buttigieg going to sneak in? Yeah. And then, of course, the talk this week, I think, on, on some of the political websites was was Biden, Buttigieg and Bloomberg. The, yeah, three, well, I, the three B's. The three B's are your, <laughs> are your likely nominee. And Bloomberg is playing it extraordinarily smart because he's wait he's he's basically sitting out the process yep. waiting to see if Biden you know can win and if he can't and he and the and the party is split and let's say you have Buddha judge right wins Iowa and Warren wins New Hampshire and Sanders wins Nevada and and Biden wins South Carolina they're all running out of money they all haven't coalesced anyone behind him Bloomberg who's giving millions and millions of dollars to the party who's mm. giving millions of dollars of his own money to build up a campaign infrastructure comes in and says, look, I can beat Trump. Let's go with me and then let's take it. Let's take it from there. And so that is the hope for Bloomberg. And so that's why I think he's a, a, a realistic chance is one of the B's. So, so interesting, <laughs> huh? Wow. I mean, aside from the fact that 
all of this politics is quite a bit, quite annoying, quite frankly, for me, even though I love, I love uh, politics itself. But it is interesting the way this shapes up and all the strategy that has to go behind it. And it is going to be, you know, normally when you run, you have a, 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 a roadmap to follow. You know, you follow what Clinton did in 92 or you right. follow what Obama <laughs> did in, 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 you know, in, in 08 or you don't follow what Hillary did in, yeah. in, in 2016. But here it is wide, wide open. So just unclear what's going to happen because there's no precedent to really follow. All right. Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McClarty Associates. Thanks so much. We will be looking forward to seeing what happens the 19th with yeah, the well, debate. Maybe with one eye open and one eye closed. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews. Download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.